all the kids from the school used to make fun of me because I used to drive this big van to the school. And one of my teachers, which I barely showed up to his class, noticed that I used to show up to the school in, in this big van. And he said, hey, why don't you start driving the athletic teams? And as an entrepreneur, I'm like, sure. Let me know what day, what time, and we make it happen. He gave me the chance to start driving the basketball team, the baseball teams, and that's what I did for about six months. And I did a really good job. And then from there, he referred me to another school. Little by little, I was getting reputed clients. Once they noticed that I was professional doing what I was doing and I sort of put the infrastructure where I could have more vehicles, he awarded me with the whole contract for the transportation for the school. And once I did that and I proved myself, they, then they referred me to other colleges. And then from colleges, I moved more into the corporate sector, financial institutions, pharmaceutical companies. It literally transformed to a company. So once I graduated from college, I never went to get a job and the rest of it is history. Hey everyone, before we dive into this week's interview, I have to tell you about big news in the GoBundance community for the GoBundance men's tribe, as well as the Ascend tribe. Here's the thing. We've always been at $1 million to join GoBundance. We've always had that net worth requirement. We've also have a champion division that has a requirement to be at $5 million in net worth. Well, right now, we just met as a tribal council and decided that we're going to increase the minimum requirement effective January 1, 2023. That minimum requirement is going to go from 1 million to 2 million to become a member of GoBundance. And if you want to be in that champion division, it's going to go from 5 million to 10 million. Again, effective January 1. In addition, the pricing is increasing as well. Our entry into GoBundance, the elite level at now 2 million effective January 1, will go from 10,000 annually to 12,500 annually. And our champion division will go from 15,000 annually to 20,000 annually. Again, effective January 1st. That means if you're listening to this episode in December of 2022, 2022, then you have an opportunity to apply for membership and get in still at the $1 million mark for elite and 10,000 annually or the $5 million mark for champion and $15,000 annually. And even though it goes up in January to a new level, 2 million and 10 million, if you're under those, but in elite or champion, you stay in the division that you joined in December of 2022. And on top of that, on top of that, you lock into what we call tier one pricing, which means that if you join for 10,000 by the end of this year, and in two years, the tuition goes up to say 15,000, for, for, for members that join in January and new members at that point, because you're in at 10,000, you'll go up to 12,500 below the new member rate always. Lots of reasons to consider joining GoBundance before the end of the year. Again, this is for the men's side. The women's side is staying where they are right now, but the men's side is increasing in the minimum requirement to join, as well as the tuition rate on January 1. On January 1, all of that is what's in place. But before December 31 of 2022, you can still get in at 10 or 15,000 and at one or 5 million to our elite or champion division and lock into what we call tier one pricing. Now, if you are right there, you're at 700 or 600 and you're like, man, I, a million was where I was hoping to be. Well, there's good news for you too. If you join me in my Ascend community, which is going to soon be renamed Emerge Supercharged, it might be as, the, as, as of the time that you listen to this, as long as you join before the end of 2022, then you will be considered for membership at the $1 million mark. Lots of great reasons to join our GoBundance community at any level at this point before the end of the year, even the women's division. At some point, all of this stuff is going to get reviewed on that side as they grow and add more value. So make sure you keep an eye out. And if you haven't already, go to GoBundance.com, apply, and we'll make sure that we get an ambassador on a call with you. We're not, it's not just an easy end. We got to vet you. We have to talk to you. A lot of work has to be done between now and the end of the year. So don't wait. Submit your application at GoBundance.com so that we can determine whether or not you are ready to join GoBundance, especially if you're looking to get in before the pricing and before the minimum requirement goes up. Now to our interview. Enjoy. 
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's guest, he's a beast and a baller. He's the president, CEO, founder of DPV Transportation out of Boston, Massachusetts. I like to call him the Papi Chulo of GoBundance. He's an amazing <laughs> guy. You're going to learn a ton from him. I would say he's the sexiest guy in GoBundance, but I already gave Gabe Hamill that moniker. So wow. anyway, yeah, second sexiest guy. Daniel Perez, man, great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me here today. Love having you, brother. Just a reminder to everybody, go to GoBundance.com, fill out an application for any level, man, woman, millionaire, not. We've got a community for you. Uh, drop into GoBundance.com and fill out that application. All right, brother, let's dive into a little bit of backstory. I love your story. I know some of it, but I'm sure I'm going to learn some. So give me your background. Where are you from? How did you come to be the president of your of your company? Short. I grew up, I grew up in Medellin, Colombia. Um, I'm, I'm a son of four kids and my mom was she's an attorney in Colombia and my dad was an entrepreneur as well and due to sort of all the civil war that was happening in Colombia about 20 years ago my parents decided to immigrate to the U.S. Yeah. and then we pretty much I moved when I was 11 we you know we were sort of a middle class family and we moved from being a middle class family to being that broke, uh, living in a 10 by 10 room, uh, four of us. It was uh, my pretty much living with my uncle and my mom was pregnant with two of us and living on the 10 by 10 room. And, you know, I always sort of knew that we could do much better with a ton of sort of passion, you know, something in me knew that I could unleash the power and I could, you know, I just had to tr trust the process. So uh, pretty much I grew up in a, in, you know, in a pretty much pretty rough environment. I uh, did a lot of crazy shit, a lot of crazy activity. And one day my dad, after he kicked me out of my house, uh, you know, he's like, you should get a job. I'm like, hey, why don't you help me get a job? And he's like, well, yes, I will. So that way you could, you know, do things better in life. So um, next thing I know, he got me a job at this transportation company. And, you know, they, they mistreated us. They paid us poorly. The environment was horrible. And something that inner voice that just sometime approaches you, just approached me that time and said, hey, you know, I should create a, a company but something better, you know, and put sort of the magic touch to it uh, of service. Uh, just create a really good culture where, comp where, you know, where associates could feel proud of, of an organization to work for. And that's pretty much what I did. Um, I worked day and night with a ton of ignorance, not knowing shit about entre entrepreneurship or business. And... Little by little, you know, the business started taking off and what what really empowered the company, what really changed the company was one time, you know, this I was a one man show and all the all the kids from the school used to make fun of me because I used to drive this big van to the school. <laughs> and and one of my teachers, which I barely showed up to his class, noticed that I used to show up to the school in, in this big van. And he said, Hey, why don't you start driving the athletic teams? And as an entrepreneur, I'm like, sure, let me know what day, what time, and we make it happen. So I started, um, he gave me the chance to start driving the, uh, the, the basketball team, the baseball teams, drive them throughout New England. And that's what I did for about six months. And I did a really good job. And then from there, he referred me to another school. Mm. And I did an amazing job for that other school. And little by little, I was getting... Um, repeated clients and from there they once they noticed that i was professional doing what i was doing and i sort of put it, the infrastructure where i could have more vehicles uh when i was not available to do it on my own he awarded me with the whole contract for the transportation for the school and once i did that and i proved myself they then they referred me to other colleges and then from colleges i moved more into the corporate sector started working with financial institutions, with pharmaceutical companies, and 
from there, I really started, it, it literally transformed to a company. So once I graduate from college, I never, I graduated as an electrical engineering. And my dad tells me that I don't even know how to put a light bulb nowadays. <laughs> so, so from, from there, uh, you know, I never went to get a job. I literally just started working more and more in the business and the, the rest of it is history. Wow. What's the, give me the, just flashing forward a second. What's the size of the company now? Like how many, how many employees, vehicles, all of that stuff. If you, if I don't know, that's how you track it, but yep. give us the size of the sense of the scope of what you do. So, yeah, so that, that is a good question. And it's a really good question to consistently remind myself how far I have become, especially yeah. as a type eight individual. Uh, sometimes we forget to, to recognize the, the success that every individual accomplish yeah. uh so pretty much uh we st i started in in my in my parents kitchen from there i moved to a, a, an actual office so we now have offices in boston new york connecticut new jersey and new hampshire wow wow and how many total so, total drivers or, or or employees and all yep. that stuff so we have about 200 drivers uh, currently, and we have about 80 vehicles. Wow. And what's your, you have a corporate staff too, correct? Correct. So all collect all together is 200 employees. Wow. 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 So that's a big company. Man. I didn't know you had that many offices. I knew of Boston, New York, because you had done some work with like, you said the financial district uh, 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 places in New York, I think, right? Like you were running some running, you were, had a contract with some of them, but I didn't know about New Hampshire, New Jersey, all these different offices. That's incredible. Correct. So what we, what we really do is just, we provide employee shuttle services yeah. for fortune 1000 companies. And that's one of our biggest niche. And the, the other division that we do is, is private chauffeur services mainly for C-level executives uh, in the private aviation sector and for meetings and events. So we do that worldwide. I love it. Go back a little bit. I want to talk about this. Your dad, you said, was an entrepreneur. What was he? Was that always the way or was he that in Medellin, but not so much in the United States? He had to get a job. What, what, is, what does an entrepreneur no. mean? So transportation has been on our blood for several generations. My dad used to own a bus company in Medellin, as a matter oh, of sure. fact. I and I, that. yeah, and I used to, I used to reflect how stressed his life was when we were in Medellin. And I told myself I would never want to own a transportation company. And, and look at me nowadays, I've been doing this now for 15 years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what is, what is it that you saw? I'm curious. You say he was stressed. Like, have you intentionally developed your company so that you learned from his lessons? Cause like when I see you, right, you, you've got a big company, but you make sure that you work hard and you play hard, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I know you have stress in your life. I'm not saying that, but you know, you built a company, right? Not just a, a thing that all depends on Daniel. You've got an operations lead. You've got a, you've got a structure that runs things for you. I know you've been very intentional with that. So is that in any way because of what you saw your father go through? seeing how much he grinded that you were going to make sure you developed your company differently or just did it just sort of naturally progress for you that you got to this point where you built a real company underneath yourself? That's an excellent question. Yes. Honestly, for me, I respect my dad. I love him as a, as a parent and as a dad, love him to death. But when it comes into entrepreneurship, you know, I don't take his advices. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Cause first he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the sort of caliper and business acumen to deal with 200 employees uh, with 100 vehicles. So it's, it's funny because sometimes he comes in and he wants to, you know, boss people around and tell them what to do, what not to do with the bus. I'm like that. Hey, just I know you have really good intentions, but go home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and he helps me a lot and, and he used to help me a lot at the beginning but i guess the 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 real superpowers that he gave me is just the hustle you know uh mm -hmm. he taught me how to work and just that just the grind that that spirit of entrepreneurship and uh, he always had it on him i never seen him i only saw him once when we first came to the u.s that he had a job 
but then for most of his life, he was always being an entrepreneur. And uh, back back to your question, he used to deal with a lot of stress, and but back then it was much harder. You know, it was just there was no technology to track the vehicles, right? So, um, but he was he was he's old school, and he likes to be in the business versus working on the business, and and working you know working smart, working more strategic. So that's where I really thrive nowadays. And as you know, I spend a ton of money just becoming a better entrepreneur, yeah, you do. becoming becoming a better leader. Because the more the more the that we continue to to grow, the the harder the game gets. And the more tools and resources that I need as an entrepreneur to continue to inspire leaders in the company. Uh, the other day that I read, are you a hero or are you a, or a hero maker? So mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm focusing on being a hero maker to create more leaders in the organization to inspire the associates that are reporting to those folks. Because what I noticed at one point when I was probably with 100 uh, employees, that it wasn't all about me, right? I had to create a, bun- you know, a bunch of leaders within the organization in order to keep growing. And not only leaders, but it's culture. So um, culture, getting better with the financial acumen. Uh, I'm a huge believer on thinking time. Just yesterday, I was under the assumption that we were going to hire a CEO, COO. Well, our CEO just, our our up-and-coming CEO just got recruited by a private equity firm. So I'm back onto being the, the full-time CEO of the company. Mm. But just by doing thinking time, I sort of save the company like $300,000 because I'm like, oh, well, let me sort of mix two positions into one. Um, so yeah, so just overall becoming more strategic. More, yeah, I think, yeah, instead of I practical. Think, yeah, the other part too, you mentioned about like, you know, uh, different time, like we didn't have the Tony Robbins, the masterminds, like, you know what I mean? Like that's like a more recent phenomenon. Cause you know, I bet you if your father had access to the kind of information yep. that you've intentionally put yourself, you know, you, you pay for the access, obviously you pay for these events, you pay for these masterminds, but I don't even know if they were available 20, 30 years ago, not at the level they are now. Right. So to totally. even glean the information for him, he had to kind of figure it out for himself, or maybe there was one or two other people, but not, not what you have now. Like you can get around Camille or Steve Hatcher or any of these guys who think big and have, you know, big companies or whatever, big businesses and get so much information from them that probably shorten your, your learning curve. Right. And as leaders and as entrepreneurs, we just have more, I will say more awareness of inspiring each other and supporting each other versus 40, 50 years ago. They were not the same, right. They were more sort of, uh, in a good word, sort of ignorant into like supporting each other and like really brainstorming about businesses and how do we collaborate and, and grow, right? Yeah, hundred percent. The uh, I want to talk a little bit about in a little bit about um, you know the your ascension and so maybe some bumps along the way, but I, I I can't I can't not ask this question. I don't know if I know this or not. Maybe you told me I can't remember. But why'd your dad kick you out? You said you were doing some crazy stuff, but like, why did your dad kick you out? What was the reason? I was doing a lot of illegal activities, uh, whether it was selling drugs, uh, stealing cars. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy shit. And then I got arrested two times. And then last time that I got arrested, I just, uh, my buddy who I got arrested with, he was just taking a nap while we we're in the jail cell, just chilling. Yeah, and I was just desperate to go home, and I just told myself that you know what, what a shame, you know what a shame of, of myself, right? Um, and especially because I come from a from a household that my mom is highly educated. She used to be a, a mayor of a really small town in in Colombia. She's you know her integrity has always been to the highest levels, and my dad has always been an entrepreneur as well. So, you know, I, I was causing a lot of drama into my my family. And then once I became, like, when I totally got it, and when I hit bottom line, I was like, you know what, let me, let me turn myself around. 
and I literally fire 99.9 of my friends, 99.9 of the environments where I used to hang out, enrolled myself in college, and just grind it out. Yeah. You're, uh, you're 32, 33. How old are you now? I'm 35. 35. Oh, you're an old man. Ah, oh, no oh wonder. Oh, my God. No wonder. Yeah, we got to get you settled down here, man. Whoa, I thought you were young. You're an old fuck now. No, um, so you're 35. So you're, but you're, I mean, all kidding aside, you're young, a young entrepreneur who's done some incredible things, who's built a significant business, and you started this in high school. I love that story. Um, for anybody watching or for me, you know, sometimes you look at like, wow, look what this guy did, especially being older than you. Like, fuck, man, what did I not get? Like, what did I not understand or whatever? But it ain't like it ain't like it's all been, you know, daisies, right? You went into COVID with or I guess as COVID hit, I think that was a that was a there was a a, a turning point for your business in there. Can you talk a little bit about what you went through and how you came out of all that happened through the, the economic changes in COVID? Sure. Before I tell you that, I mean, one, one thing that uh, that happens a lot in this sort of uh, go abundance or similar sort of uh, mastermind groups is sometimes the ego comparing yourself with, with other people, right? And sometimes I'm mindful where I live, you know, I go to a mastermind and most of the people in the room are making 300, 200 million. And I'm like, shit. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, what is it that I'm doing? And sometimes they, they, they're even younger, too, and they don't have a capital intense business that I have. Uh, you know, they're working less hours. And so what I have learned, and I learned this from, from David Osborne, is to, to respect my journey, you know? So yeah. a lot of times I just got to go back and say, hey, you gotta am i respecting my journey am i starting to compare myself with others right dude this is what i love about you because this is this is we're going to get into i I wrote down the word mindset because this is like that's your 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 you've invested so much in that space you read you download like you just pull so much into work your mind which has always impressed me but what you just did what i love about you is like yes you have a lesson for you but it's a lesson for me that you just taught like you didn't let that go because i do i get that envy i get that like why aren't i further ahead why aren't i where daniel is why don't i have you know uh the the bald head and the amazing accent like why yeah. why, why am i missing all of that no but seriously you know i get in that space and You've done this a million times to me. It's like you you just, you conjure a lesson. You don't let that go. So I just appreciate that about you, man. That's incredible. Yeah. So. No, thank you. Yeah. So COVID, let's talk about that. So COVID, yeah, coffee was, uh, coffee. COVID was definitely one of the hardest years for me. But it was like sort of my divorce. It was the hardest thing that happened for me. That was one of the hardest things that happened in my life but it was also the best thing that happened, right? It happened for my kids, for my ex, and for myself. And the same thing with COVID. Um, what I have what I have noticed as of today is that COVID pretty much made me uh, the resilient leader that I am today, right? Mm. The Right now, we're going through a hard time uh, because of all the changes that are happening, uh, especially losing our COO, upcoming CEO was was a hard time because my whole life changed. I was sort of becoming more of a passive investor and now going full throttle into the CEO. But what COVID taught me is just the adversity. But like now I thrive under pressure, under adversity. I'm I'm good. I'm cooperating really good. And I'm working harder than, than ever. But I'm also enjoying the journey and, uh, and I'm actually seeing a bunch of results from the ROI that I got from from COVID. So COVID, to your question, was like the Mike Tyson. You know, everybody has a plan to get punched in the face, and we <laughs> we we got punched in the face, but we didn't get knocked down. Um, I was literally having meetings with bankruptcy attorneys to file for bankruptcy, and it's funny because they used to introduce themselves. Hey, it's a pleasure meeting you. And I'm like, this is not a fucking pleasure meeting at all. <laughs> and on top of it, I had to pay them like $750 an hour 
Jesus. If, you know, to go bankrupt. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so pretty much we were super close to file, filing for bankruptcy. Um, one day we were filing for bankruptcy. The next day we had an opportunity to make it, to make it. The next day, nope, we got to file for bankruptcy. Then the, the next three days, my advisors and the and the board and the and the board of directors would say, no, 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 we still have a chance. Let's let's keep it going. And it was I will finish some calls, and I remember just like crying, mm-hmm. crying because I I told myself, you know, just even thinking about it just even makes me want to cry. Um, you know, I would I would cry to myself because. I will keep asking myself, especially for my ego, it's like, hey, you know, I have worked my ass off. I'm not a type of guy that I'm wasting money in, in nightclubs, drugs, you know, just being done with my money. I've been very conservative, working really hard for day and night, and then the shit is happening. And then on top of that, my parents' house was under my name. Mm. So if I filed for bankruptcy, it was attached to uh, a $10 million uh, debt that I had with one of the lenders of the company as collateral. So they were losing their house because the business was going bankrupt. So there was just so much pressure for me to come out of this whole situation, not only for me personally, but my whole family dependent on it like their whole retirement money was uh, it was on my shoes and it just it just that punch came out of the nowhere you know so uh so pretty much 95 percent of the business got shut down overnight and we got stuck with about uh, 80 buses to find new revenues for those things so what we did is that we turned them Again, I'll go back into thinking time, which one of my one of my favorites. Um, I know where you're going. Yeah, one of my uh, what do you call the um, one of the guys that I follow the most is Keith Cunningham. He's yeah. one of my less stupid. Yeah, yeah, one of my mentors. He, you know, he saved me probably a million dollars. You know, with with thinking time and with his wisdom. I just came from his. Uh, from his mastermind uh, plan or against lotter. And for every listener, if, as, a, as an entrepreneur, it will be stupid not to take those courses. Hmm. Whether it's the MBA program, how to buy and exit a business and uh, plan or against lotter. So anyhow, uh, definitely saved me a ton of money and resources and we were able to turn our bosses into mobile clinics to help out with, you know, with resources, educating communities, applying the vaccine. So pretty much we just turned it into a, a mobile clinic and that's how we were able to thrive with the addition of the PPP uh, money and all these different programs that came out. That's the other thing too, uh, you know, honestly, I'm very grateful that that we, that we live in the U.S. because it's just, where else where else do you get all this ppp and all this additional help you know very fortunate to to be in this country i don't take it for granted and sometimes we do yeah no i love it though i love your that's a great point i love your the the story of that because i remember I remember you saying, and you just described it really well, like we were this close to losing the company, right? And you just said, you're like, you're days from bankruptcy. You're in it. You're literally in the filing process. And then we're able to get out of it. And you actually, you turned me onto the road less stupid. That's why I knew where you were going. You, you've talked awesome. about that book so much. I've read it. It's a great book. Like you said, if you're summing it up, it's that like schedule time to think. And I still have to get better. Like when I, it's so funny. It's one of those things, like when I actually fucking do it, it works. It saves me money. It saves me time. It gives me new ideas. I told you about the the mastermind I'm doing down here, right? Like that was all from thinking time, like just sitting there really? and being like, yeah, it was like, well, how do I, how do I leverage this? I'm inspired by where I am. I'm inspired by what I'm doing. It's incredible. And I get all these messages from people saying, um, man, I, you know, one day. And so I'm like, well, shit, I, that's the people they say, like, you, you're best equipped to help whoever you, you're best equipped to help who you've been in the past. 
right? Like you're best equipped to help whoever you've been in the past. Yep. So it's like, well, if I've got high income, high net worth employees, midlife age, like 35, 45 years old that don't know how to unlock from something that's just killing them every day, this unfulfilling, but really profitable life. I could serve that community, like bring them down here, get them immersed. And then honestly, from a business perspective, I was like, man, if I do this in a really good way, I'm not cheap about it or whatever, but like the profit could literally pay for my time here. Hundred percent. So it was. It's like let, let's just let's just fix that. Let's just fix that language. It could make you money while you're there. True. Not pay, not just pay for it. It could make you money. That's a great point. Yeah. On, on top of on top of your overhead expenses. Yeah, it, it's it's insane though, right? When you when you sit there and think, it's yeah. I got out of. I get out of. You know, how do I how do I make money? To how do I serve? And then when I figured out how I can best serve, like the answer on the money was there. You know, like how I could additional revenue. Uh, how can I make this experience something? I mean, there's some tax strategies and stuff that I'm using down here by just being here as well as part of my brand, right? But, but in addition to that, um, those things kind of come out of it. So I love the yeah. book. I love that you recommended it. I love that you just brought it up. Go ahead. Yeah, he he says that. Uh, so he made a hundred million dollars and then he lost it all. And he says, take away all my money, but don't take away my thinking time because with my thinking time, that's how I made my money back. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, another important thing that I forgot to mention during the COVID year, uh, years, what actually helped me as well tremendously was being in an, in this sort of ecosystem of gold abundance and all these other masterminds that, be, that I belong to, because I was able to penetrate into so much wisdom and experience from other like-minded folks and entrepreneurs to sort of coach me, not only from a professional perspective, but emotionally, right? Because a lot of times your emotions get on the way. And obviously, I, I'm a huge believer that when when emotions go up, your IQ goes down. And for men, your dick goes up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but what honestly would help me was just being in a mastermind like this because I was able to call other folks that were experiencing very similar challenges and they just provide me with a bunch of support, right? I was I was listening to what other guys were doing. I was listening about who was getting PPP, which is the best bank to get it, right? Uh, what are they doing with their bank? So, like, once I find out that, you know, at an early stage when when a lot of entrepreneurs stop paying all the banks right away. I took action, right? So if I wasn't in, sort of in an ecosystem like this, I don't know if I would, I would have been able to try it. You invest a lot of time, money, and energy into these masterminds. Like abundance is just one of them, right? And it's not like, it's not like you're, you know, you're, um, you know, at every event on every micro tribe, you know what I mean? Like you, 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 you pick and choose where you engage. Then you go to, I know you go to a lot of Tony Robbins events. You go to the Keith Cunningham event, right? Like you, you invest a lot of energy into masterminds. I talk to a lot of people, especially people that, that are thinking about joining a go abundance or any mastermind. For that. Like people ask them, like, Hey, what's the first step for me to, for me to like, you know, quit my job or whatever. I'm like, get in a community of people that are the future version of you, not the you now, but the like re-identify. Right. But a lot of people get blocked by the idea. And I was one of these like, okay, what happens with the money I put in? Right. Like what, what do I get? What's the, what's the, give me the structure. Give me, how do I do this? Or I, I hear things like I have to do that when I have time, which I don't understand that. Cause nobody, if you have a, if you're a driven person, you never have time, right? There's never the right time to do anything like join a community or go to an event or anything like that. Do you just join on, on, on sort of like, I don't want to say like blind trust, but are you looking at it? Like, Hey, look, I get what that is. I understand what's in that, in that room at that event, at that Keith Cunningham thing. Like it's worth it to me to just plunk my cash down, go and the wisdom and whatever I'm going to absorb, I'm going to absorb. I trust that I'm going to get value by entering those rooms or are you scrutinizing heavily everything that you join? Does that make sense? Like I'm, I'm kind of, you're involved in so many things and I, I hear, I, I am too. And I hear from a lot of people, um, like they, they have this, well, I gotta, I gotta make sure I do these things in that group. Otherwise I can't justify the, the investment or whatever. And I'm like, man, I, I, yeah. I've never thought that way. I'm just kind of curious how you approach it. Cause you're so heavily involved. Yeah. So what I learned throughout the years, especially when I joined Go Abundance, I was sort of in the same with sort of with the mindset 
but let me spend X and go abundance with the hope of, you know, 10 X in it, or just obviously like looking at the ROI into it. Nowadays, it's an investment on myself, an investment in every pillar of my life, not yeah. only from a financial perspective. And that's the problem. If you go in with the mindset of seeing the instant gratification that I'm going to go and meet Jamie and Jamie's going to give me $10,000 because I, you know, I, I sell him this product or service, you, you're shooting yourself in the head. Mm. Uh, what I did is, is trust in sort of the process to align myself in in the ecosystem and sort of the ecosystem starts paying dividends in every perspective of my life right mm -hmm. so like all my best friends now are within go abundance that's where mm -hmm. i pretty much travel with guys all over the world one of the uh, one of my best friends uh he's the one who actually taught me about passive investments and after five years of being in go abundance it finally paid off for the six years that I've been in gold buttons, right? Yeah. Because he, he actually, he taught me how to fish, right? He taught me how to invest in, in passive investments. And that's sort of what I'm doing in hard money loans. I'm not doing as much as syndications nowadays, but I, you know, I still have a couple of investments in syndications, but not only that. So now I have a chance to brainstorm. So my main objective now is buying businesses. So I could brainstorm with guys that have bought 10 businesses and, and collect that wisdom, tap into some of that wisdom and use it on my resources to keep unlocking, you know, whatever, what is it, whatever it is that I'm chasing, right? So my main goal is to own at least 10 businesses and sort of create a private equity uh, group. And I have the, the privilege to, to tap into to that uh, to that level of wisdom and same in other aspects of life so now my kids are hanging out with you know some of your kids right yeah. and 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 they grow in collectively so now I'm, I'm also creating generational wealth and again wealth could be defined by different pillars whether it's spirituality uh, raising kids you know there's different challenges as, as a father and as an entrepreneur. So I get to discuss this, those challenges with my accountability partner, uh, relationships as well, right? So this just, and then the good thing about it is just, just, just no, there's really no judgment, you know, especially when you have, when you're in a bunch of groups with alpha individuals and there's no judgment, you could, you could say anything and, and everyone is just looking to help you. So the ROI is just, it's hard to quantify if you're looking for the instant gratification yeah. versus the, the long-term gratifications. Like I just joined YPO. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just joined YPO. It only took me 14 years to, to qualify. <laughs> so by being in YPO, it was just the same thing too. Like I I'm going to this private club that they, that, it, that they just opened in Boston. It's called the queen house. Nice. So it's super, super elite. And you have to be a, a sort of a, a leader within the community to qualify in, in order to get accepted to the private club. So I used to go to, so I started going to this private club and, you know, obviously I see people around that I don't know shit about them, but after I joined YPO, most of them are there. And I'm like, mm. how, the, how the hell I didn't know these guys? You know, guys that are doing billions. And it's just like, shit, you know? So it's just proximity. Right, proximity is power, and just being in the in those rooms help me. You know, whether it's with it, yeah, whether it's with nutrition, uh, spirituality. Hey, do you know about ayahuasca? Do you know about mushrooms? Whatever that might be, and they might tell you yes or no, and and then everybody's just sort of growing in the same directions. One of the things I admire about you, to be honest with you, is you you model the idea of. Um, I don't know, being a heavily contributory, like giving, give, 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 give. Like, dude, I, I was flying through, actually, I was here. I was in the Dominican last January and I was heading to Park City for a GoBundance event. And you, I don't know if you remember, you got to remember this. I stopped in Boston and I I, I texted you. I, I might have yep. been on the plane and like 
yeah, stay at my place. I stayed at, you know, at your apartment. And uh, I think that, yeah, you, you called like three guys that night. It was sort of mid COVID. So it was like dead in Boston, but we went to some, some, well, we went to like eight restaurants cause you couldn't choose. We walked halfway around the city. <laughs> no, no, this one's better. This one's better. <laughs> I maybe work up my appetite, but on the yeah. way back, you weren't even there. And you said, yeah, stay at my place. And I, you know, here's the, here's the lock code, the whole nine, like just giving and contributory is that intentional is that just who you are like you know like where does that play into it and do you think that that has a role in your success at all being in in service in contribution totally totally and honestly as you asked me that is a good reminder of for me personally like sort of the one of my keys to to my personal success but it was sort of it got molded in gold abundance right when you just Go and give and support without expecting anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we're, we're selfish or I'm, I'm selfish where if I tell you, hey, uh, thank you for, thank you for joining. Thank you for allowing me to be in this podcast. You expect an answer, right? You, you literally expect something, whether it's from something for your kids or as stupid as it could be. So just giving without expecting shit. Yeah. You know, just because you really and sometimes we're we're being conditioned to just give but expecting something. So now I'm just focusing on just giving. And I, I just created this uh, this new uh, code of conduct that I mm-hmm. read every morning. Right. So personal for my, or for the business? Personal. Personal. So I'm playful. Um, I'm playful. I'm smart. I'm a good looking guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have fun, right? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy the date. Um, I'm going to be generous, right? So every time I'm about to tip someone, I'm like, oh shit, I got to remember my, my code of conduct, right? So that, that has served me very well. So, so to your point, just given nowadays, you know, like most of these events, how I really create relationships too, is because right away I ask them, Hey, how can I support you in your journey? Yeah. So like, when, once I meet folks and they know where I'm coming from, and, so, and sometimes it could be more strategic, you know, not to lie about it, but I connect, you know, because it's not about me getting, me, me, me. And it's like, hey, how can I support you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, even, you know, in, a, in in one of our pods, one of the guys is, you know, he's, he's worth, you know, almost a hundred million. And he, he's, his main support is about health. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, that's, that's where we support him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. The, um, the, the generosity thing. So two things, one, when I joined GoBundance, I definitely was okay. I put the money in what happened. What do I get? Right. Like what, what, what comes back? And it took about six or eight months and a, a couple of events to make me realize like, Oh, wow, I get it. Like I joined to get access to people that I can serve. And by being in service, at some point it returns, not maybe from the guy, like I might help Daniel out with a few things, but, and then do it over here. And then just, just that, that universal return happens. You just have to trust that it will, like you said, you joined and six years later, you're making your tuition back essentially, right? The time, the amount of money you spent, not that you're expecting it, but it just does happen. But more than anything, it just feels good. Like the tip when, when I'm, when I'm feeling in some way, shape or form financially scarce, like I'll, I'll do things like, like, um, like double the bill for the tip. So if it's like a hundred dollar dinner, I'll put a hundred dollar tip. Right. Cause I don't know of a better way to feel about money than when I'm giving it away. So if I want to feel good and have a good energy with money, I don't know another way to do it other than like, do you ever feel shitty if you pay for the person's Starbucks behind you without them knowing, like you always feel great about that, right? Like it feels good to do it. I don't expect them to track me down and thank me. I don't expect them to pay for my star, but I don't know who they are. I just wanted to pay for the guy behind me. It feels really good to do that. So money is a relationship, right? Money is an energy. Everything is. So just specifically with that, to your point about being generous. um, And I know you mean that more than monetarily, but I'm just, when you said about the tip that triggered me, Um, whenever I feel in financial scarcity, I want to feel better about money. And the best way to do that for me is to give the money away or give, give some level of money away or be contributory with money. Cause then money feels good. Feels good. And when money feels good, it seems like there's all of a sudden around the corner, another, another avenue of it coming to me. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Tony Robbins says that success is a spiritual game. 
Success is a spiritual game. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. I mean, you if, know, you really Tony think, if you really think about it, you know, it comes from, and, and, and again, success could be defined for everybody very different. Uh, but in, in a nutshell, you know, the, the more you give for me personally, the more I receive, the, the more mindful that I am aware of my thoughts and emotions, the more money I'm making, cause I'm, I'm, I'm being a better leader. I'm, I, I do a better job selling at people, right? Because I'm, I'm just more aware of my emotions, my ego, my inner thoughts. So definitely I could relate to that quote. Amazing. All right, let's uh, let's a couple of things I want to clean up here, uh, and then we'll get to the we'll we'll wrap up with you. But uh, you know, when we were before we were recording, you we were talking about like uh, you know, um, uh, what, this is what I mean. Like I just love exploring this shit with you. I just love talking to you. So it's like an excuse to have a conversation with you. We just record it and put it out there. Um, Albert Perez. I don't even know the answer to this, but Albert Perez is a guy that we we connected around. Like I connected him to you or whatever. Um, you know, I don't know if you remember talking to him. I think you talked to him once or twice, but. Um, this is a, a prominent uh, entrepreneur, probably a billionaire, if not damn close to a billionaire. What do you learn? Because like, I listen, I've had a podcast with them and a couple of texts, right? But you've spent some time with them. Like, yep. I, I, what have you learned from a billionaire or a damn near billionaire or, or whatever he is? Is there anything that jumps out? Do you recall? Well, first of all, thanks again for the introduction. And again, no, for all no, the... not why I was doing it, but... Well, but again, thank, and, and then for all the listeners, most importantly is the, the power of the proximity and being in this ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. That it all came out because I think we were doing uh, sort of one sheets or, you know, talking about like our, our goals where we were having a coffee and I said, yep. hey, this year I want to be, I want to interview 10 billionaires. Which, by the way, for all the for all the listeners, if you know uh, billionaires, if you could please introduce me, that would be great. Um, so anyhow, that's that's how the conversation started. And you're like, oh, I might know of one. I just started. I just interviewed one of in my podcasts, and you connect yeah. me with him. So what did I learn? Now make assumptions, right? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, if he's a billionaire, maybe he doesn't have time to to coach me or to mentor me or it's just to share his wisdom and. And honestly, guys, I don't know if you have read about the five, five archetypes, mm. which is uh, is a really good book that really helps you identify sort of the um, the identity that each person has, whether you're wood, fire, water, earth, and I forget, and metal. And it really is a science behind it. So woods, which is most of the guys in gold bonders, they're they're very driven, very passionate to what they do, and they they want to give back. They want to coach. They want to mentor others. Like for me, is a is a pleasure helping other guys and, and sort of be a mentor for other people. So just just like Oliver, he just does it with a passion. And when I ask him what can I do for you, he just hey just continue to give back. Just what I'm doing with you, do it with others. Yeah. You know, so that was just that was just mind blowing. Uh, so what did I get out of that conversation? Well, again, another very successful Latino. So, you know, so it's like, OK, if he's a billionaire, say so he could do it. I could do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's very heavily invested into real estate and he will talk about 40 and 100 million dollar deals. Like, oh, that's a small deal. You know, it's just yeah. like like if it was nothing. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's just the the level of um, yeah. Again, like all of these assumptions that sometimes that we make about money that it's just it's just money, and whether yeah. you choose to go after a million or a billion, it's all a choice. Mm -hmm. But in order to get there, it's like constantly elevating. At least for me, constantly elevating myself intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally, in in order to to get there. Right. They, they say to um, Jim Rohn that you get you get in life, you get rewarded based on the person that you become. So that's kind of like what I what I learned from Oliver. I mean, he's self-made and, and pretty much just work his ass off. Yeah.
Yeah. You know, he also talked about uh, how most of his wealth was made in the last five, six years and he's probably 60, 65. Right. So it's that, that, that remembering that, Hey, you know, there's, there's rocket shots, right? There's Elon Musk at 35. There's Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, they're, they're out there. Those are, those are unicorns. Right. But the guys like Albert, you know, they, they, they do it year after year after year. And yeah, I mean, it's not like he went from nothing to a billion, Yeah, but still like to, to hit, the level that he's at, it's really, you know, 30, 40 years of work. There's another guy in the community. He's a nine figure guy. And he said the same thing. He's like, look, man, I'm, you know, it, it's really happening in the last few years. I'm, he's in his late fifties, early sixties, but he's been doing it for so long. And, and, and there it went. Um, and the other thing you said, like, I think to your point, like you're being around another successful Latino, right? Like that's, it's a matter of normalizing it, you know, like just, like, okay, that, that, or a hundred million dollar deals, like they're nothing. It just normalizes that, right? Like to, to hear a guy totally. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of a reminder for my ego that, you know, honestly, before about 10 years ago, I used to feel inferior, right? As a Latino. Yeah. And now it's just, I use it as a, as a lethal weapon. A lethal weapon. I love it. <laughs> there you go with, with my Colombian accent. Totally. I love it. Nah, it's great. A lethal weapon. That's a great line. That might be the, that might be the name of the podcast. I always listen to names of podcasts as we go, like the, the, the Latino lethal weapon, Daniel Perez. All right. Let, let's wrap this with a question from the GoBundance card game. So the question is what is the best way to change someone else's mind about something? Hmm. Yeah. So a couple of things to it that I learned from my accountability partner is if you want, if you want someone to, t if you want an, if you want to give someone an advice, tell them what to do, right? And and they're not going to want to listen to it at all, right? If you don't want someone to listen to your advice, tell them what to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't want them to so, listen, yeah. yeah. So nowadays, what I do is just the power of the questions. The better the questions, the better the answers. And the the terminology, right? The the actual there's so much power in our words, and and even nowadays, as as a leader, I I spend twenty percent of my team sort of coaching them with the right questions, the right words, um, even whether it's from management or whatever field they are. So I wait, you know, because. So sometimes I see managers that they fire people or people that quit it because someone says something or they didn't coach them the right way. They didn't mentor them the right way. Lack of lack of not only emotional intelligence, but knowing how to uh, approach and how to ask the right questions in order to to help that individual. Mm. So in a nutshell, what I do nowadays is just if, let's just say if you're having a hard time in a certain aspect of your life. I just start asking questions so you could resolve your own answers through through a, a repetition of questions, right? Yeah, incredible. That's the Gestalt method, I think. Gestalt method, something like that. Ask great questions and people feel, figure it out for themselves, you know, as opposed right. to, yeah, I, that's a great point. Because when I'm told what to do, it's the exact, I do the exact opposite. <laughs> but yeah, and by the, and by the way, uh, one thing as, as that I has served me very well too is I always said, hey, I will invite you to look at it this way. Mm. I will invite you, or you should consider doing it this way. Even with my employees and with, with especially with teenagers, with my son, that obviously he hates when I tell him what to do. He's like, hey, have you considered taking a shower today, buddy? Yeah. And, you know, it, just as an example. <laughs> but when I use it with employees, they're like, Oh yeah, you know he's not he's not he's not telling me you got to do it. You, you should I invite you or you should consider. They're like, oh shit, you know. And, mm. Yeah, yep, great tip. I love that. All right, Daniel, where could people learn more about you? DPV, follow you, whatever you want to drop for folks. Sure. So to learn more about DPV, definitely you could follow me on LinkedIn under Daniel Perez DPV Transportation, and personally on Instagram. Then P underscore D as in Daniel, P as in Victor, sorry, then P underscore, then D as in, as in Daniel, P as in Paul, V as in Victor. So then P underscore DPV. And P underscore DPV. And warning, I think there's some topless shots in Instagram. Just <laughs> making, sure, making sure people know. Actually, you'll enjoy it. Everybody will enjoy it. It'll be great. So. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, man, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. And uh, always great connecting with you. Appreciate you, brother.